Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Now we can start the show. <laughs> and we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is comedian and podcaster. It's my pal, Greg Stone. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our superfan shout-out is for Mike Green. Say hi to Mike Green, everybody. Hello, Mike Green. Mikey, how you doing, buddy? And if Phil was here, Mike, he would say hello to you, too. He is still uh, adrift. Yeah, we don't know. He's, I, I think it's the Pacific Ocean. I know he's out there somewhere. <laughs> okay. He's one of them. Yeah. And I would like to begin today's proceedings by letting you know that things are not as they seem. No. Nope. They're not as they seem. I'm laying in bed, right? And I hear my wife outside the, the uh, bedroom door talking to her sister. They're whispering. And now my wife starts making noises. <laughs> Yeah. I'm laying in bed. Any married guy laying in bed, and if his wife thinks that he's asleep, he ain't getting up. If he doesn't have to engage, he ain't getting up. But I do know when you're asleep and when you're faking. Just How so do you know. Because if your mouth's open, you're asleep. If not, hmm, could be faking. All right. That's a bunch of bullshit, but okay. <laughs> I got no tells. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, now, whenever we drive home, I'm going to fall asleep, my mouth open in the car, and you're going to have to carry me in in my pajamas. <laughs> tuck, tuck you in. Yeah. So I'm laying in bed, and I hear them whispering, right? And my wife goes to her and says, no, 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 it kind of it's, it sounds like this. So right away, I'm thinking, great, battery's dead in the car. <laughs> right, right, and I'm hoping it's the Lexus and not the Mercedes because the Mercedes to get to that battery is a pain in the ass. So she keeps doing because what do you think it is? And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, do I got to get up? I don't want to get up. 
<laughs> I don't want to. As long as I stay in bed, there's nothing wrong with the car. This is my thinking. I don't know why. <laughs> don't acknowledge it. It can't be a problem. Yeah, as long as I'm laying here, eh, the car's fine. Everything's fine. As soon as I put my feet on the ground and go, honey, what's wrong? And, and, I, and I know about it. I'm officially told about it. Now I got a problem. No. Like that. Now you got to fix it. Yeah, now I got to fix it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, are you like me when these problems sort of like emerge on the horizon for you? Do you just see dollar signs coming at you? Like, absolutely. oh, that's four grand. That's three grand. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like the freaking Amazon boxes. When I come home. <laughs> You don't see packages. You see dollar signs. I just see dollar signs. <laughs> I see boxes mocking me by smiling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I'm laying in bed, and she's like, ng, 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 ng. what do you think that is? And, and her sister goes, I don't know. She goes, well, I heard it up in the tree. Okay, now I'm up. Yeah. Now I'm up because I think car. my car is in a tree and the battery is dead. <laughs> now I'm up. Happen? I can't sleep through that. Because... No. In my head, I'm like, oh, great. It's, it's the tree over the bedroom. This car's going to fall on me, and it's all over. <laughs> so I get up, and they're still talking. I don't know what animal makes that noise. I'm like, oh, okay. It's not the car. So I didn't go back to sleep, but I did lay back down. Because <laughs> Off DEFCON 1. Yeah, right. and I'm like, I'll only back up a little bit because it's not urgent, and I'll collect a little bit more information before I go out there. <laughs> right. Because the less questions I can ask, the better off this is going to go. She's like, I don't know, I don't know what what animal is that? Because uh, I heard it on the roof. I I'm out of bed again. Now this thing is on the house. <laughs> what's invading us? Yeah. Oh my God. I open the door and I go, honey, what's going on? And you and your sister went nothing. <laughs> <laughs> because if you know Adam, you have to know how to present him things, mm -hmm. or else his head pops off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just 101, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Adam. Yeah. She's like, That's nothing? Great. Why do you ask? I said, well, this is why I ask. <laughs> and her sister said, do you know what that noise is? I go, I said, I, I, I have no idea. You know what it turned out to be? What's that? A possum. A possum. A possum? Yeah. yeah. Or an opossum. I don't know. Maybe I, I think ours is Irish. It's an opossum. Oh. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, wow. Those, yeah. yeah, they're big and they're kind of nasty, I think. I don't I don't have a lot of friendly recollections of interactions with possums. No, and they sound like this. That's the sound. I found the sound. And I'm like, well, she, she wasn't wrong. And, and thank God it wasn't the battery. In a tree. And thank God my car wasn't in a tree. Yes. Yeah. We've had this discussion before because of the, because of the Golden Corral buffet in the backyard. We have, we have all kinds of creatures. We got the birds, the squirrels, there's hawks, there's doves, and now now we got possums. Yeah, yeah. So now they're they're all back there. Yes, Mark. Can I ask you a question? Are you building like an ark-like vehicle back <laughs> no, in the backyard? No, I'm not. The, you know, at this point, I would rather it be my car battery. I really would. <laughs> Buy a new battery, put it in. There's no bird shit on the, on the deck. I'm an animal There's nothing. Lover. Yeah, she's an animal lover. Look, my wife needs this. This makes her happy. I don't have to understand that she needs it. It Back calms to, me. It calms you. Yes. Yeah, it calms I you. I need good. calm, Adam. I, I understand. You know why I need calm? Because why? Listen to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm the cause of all this bullshit. <laughs> I think I'd have many people agreeing. Yeah. Her mother's the same way. Her mother's got all kinds of stuff in the backyard. Mm -hmm. So...
So, so getting back to things are not always what they seem like, honey, why don't you put out one little bird feeder, one little thing for the squirrels, and that's it, right? Now, she's like, well, I tried that, but I noticed the animals' patterns in the larger animals bully out the smaller animals, and they don't get to eat. So I put places where every animal can eat. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I don't think like that. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. And I hate her. <laughs> There's always a pecking order, Adam. Yes, and apparently I'm on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares what I think. Hey, if you're up, I make sure the coffee machine's on and all that yeah. kind of before I go outside. Yeah, I know. She takes care of me, too. <laughs> but. Alex, I love that you do this because, you know, I do the same kind of stuff. I make treks down to the National Mall all the time to feed ducks bread. Yeah, now, he feeds ducks bread because he, you know what he's doing. He's killing them because they can't digest it. <laughs> you don't know that. Yes, they I do know it. that. It, it, it expands. They don't get the right nutrition and they die. Starring, at least you <laughs> feel better. They seem happy in the moment. We both seem happy. They're ducks. Little... They don't know any Adam better. goes to doom. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel good about it because I do love helping out the little creatures. I know you do. And that's, you know, things are not always what they seem. I thought the sound you were making was my car battery dead. It wasn't. It was a possum in the backyard. Stern likes to care for animals. It turns out he's not. He's a duck killer. <laughs> he's not a duck killer. <laughs> he's a duck killer. Oh, and in this interview, you're going to hear Greg Stone. Uh, when he was a kid, he had a friend that used to get all these really cool toys. And Greg thought that he was so cool and his life was perfect. Turns out things are not what they seem. You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Listen, kids. Things aren't what they seem. Don't be fooled. There's a big deception going on, and you're involved in it. Thank God it wasn't the battery. In a tree. <laughs> and thank God my car wasn't in a tree, yes. Yeah. You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you will never get back. Can I go now? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, it feels so good to be back out on the road doing stand-up, and I hope you can make one of these dates I have for you. September 24th and 25th, I will be at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank, California. 
October 1st through the 3rd. Just added, I'm going to Oklahoma City, the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, October 1st through the 3rd. October 6th, I'm going to be at the Listening Room in Grand Rapids, Michigan. October 7th, I'm going to be at the Park Theater in Holland, Michigan. October 8th, I'm going to be at Bill's Lounge in Grand Rapids, Michigan. October 9th, I'm going to be at the Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon, Michigan. That's the Michigan run. When are you coming to Cleveland, Adam? I'm glad you asked. October 14th through the 16th, I'm back at one of my favorite clubs, Hilarities, in Cleveland, Ohio. And October 28th through the 30th, I am in Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Comic Roadhouse at the Mohegan Sun Casino. Huh. And as always, if you can make any of these dates, please come up after the show and let me shake your hand. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all the love and support you've shown me and this podcast. All right. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a comedian, storyteller, and podcaster. His new show is called Friday Night Greg, which I had the honor of being the first guest on. Uh, He talks to his action figures, and they seem to talk back... (laughs) Uh, He's jumped on stage with Michael Bolton, and he had a woman in the crowd tell him that her father murdered her mother. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Greg Stone. How are you, baby? Hey, bud. Thanks for having me, man. Good to see you. Nice to... I would... Like I said, Friday night, Greg. Yes. I got to be your first guest. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was in the room uh, with Anthony, your partner, and the action figures. Yes. And you were having a... Oh, we discovered that you have a conversation with them, and I was intrigued by that. Yes. Well, I don't talk to them. They talk to each other. And I just listen. So you can hear, actually. Yes. So you, you're on that frequency. Yes. I go, what are they talking about? And okay. Then... I'm a little concerned about being alone with you <laughs> in the studio right now. Man, I, I I do a lot of that, like, not even like script writing, but I will write a lot mm-hmm. where I just, there's no story, there's nothing. I just let them type. Right. And what do they say to each other? And then whatever they talk, that's the adventure they go on. And I, I, I'm like, how do I, like... I have a guy talking to a guy on a script that it's not planned out. Right. And they don't, and they react to each other, but it's all happening in my mind. Mm-hmm. So how do they not know where they're going? You know what I mean? It's okay. Like, yeah. And what is existence? I hate to get this deep this quick, but it's like, <laughs> what is, ex- do, do they exist? Because they are talking mm-hmm. and they're saying in this one script, I really like, we are gre- like, we are just a part of Greg's mind. Right. But they're living in there. Right. Do they exist? Because what, I don't know, I'm not sure if I just went way too uh, much too no, soon. No, I, I like, think, hold on one second. Right? Honey, don't leave me alone in here. <laughs> leave the door open. But when Deadpool's talking to Captain America, mm. and they're reacting to each other, they're playing off each other. But the only person really talking is me. Right. So then I go, well, what makes them not actually, why are they not actually talking to each other? Why are they not talking? Because they're pieces of plastic, Gregory. <laughs> Yeah. Is, it, is it time for the yellow pill in the <laughs> afternoon? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just like... So basically, I, I'll submit this to you. They wouldn't... If you weren't focusing your consciousness on them, I don't think they'd be talking. No. Yes. Okay. But where are they when they're not talking in my mind? Doesn't matter. They're not in your mind. Life to you is like Minecraft. It's, whatever you're looking <laughs> at seems to be animated. Is that accurate? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen. It's, it's like the refrigerator light. You think the refrigerator light's on right. when you close the door. Right, but how do I... So, 
but can that be said about anything? Right? Like pretty much. You know, I guess maybe there are things that are happening. Like right now, maybe mm. there's a pause and there's something happening in between you and me talking. There is. I'm I'm getting more and more frightened. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> but within one millionth of a second to us could be ninety years. Maybe we're paused by some other godlike right. thing that pauses us. Maybe we are the toys. We are Daredevil and Captain America, but we feel like we're having a continuous conversation. Right. But you know, it's that Toy Story shit, but as soon as we kind of like... It How really is long Toy have Story. you been getting high in the morning? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's funny. The, uh, this uh, I got into weed at 30. Right. Uh, I got. I didn't drink till I was 27. You know why? Because you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're 30 years old before you got high? I was 30. I was 32. Okay. I, I was straight edge growing up. I grew right. up around like heroin addicts and drunk addicts, drug addicts. Uh, drunks and okay let's let's start there where'd you grow up i grew up in bloomfield new jersey i grew up a block out of east orange in newark new jersey right so we were all really poor right um uh it was like uh my one my best my best friend's dad was like a uh drunk and his mom was a junkie okay and uh, he had all the best toys because i was like yo this kid's great like he's got all the best toys he's got to be doing great i slept over his house find out the reason he had all the best toys was because his mom would go to toys r us steal toys bring them home and then return them for gift cards sell the gift cards but before he could return before she could return them he would just take what he would want hide it in the closet and so he had all the best toys so ah. this kid was coming to my block with every new gi joe and i went this kid's living a life i go to sleep over his house we get in his house uh, i go to sleep over his house i go to bed i'm playing he has he has a nintendo locked in a padlock in his own house so which he, I find he knows enough that he know he knew that how his, old was he Dude, 13, 13, 12. 13 years old. Yeah. He's got a Nintendo. He's got a Nintendo. From mom. From mom. Has to keep it away from mom. Has to keep it away from mom. Because mom's riding a horse. Yes. Okay. I'm in bed. We're sleeping. I don't know why I'm getting into this one. Uh, so. You know why you're getting into we, we had a whole dialogue with Captain America and Daredevil <laughs> didn't exist. And now you're cautious about what you, what you reveal on the podcast? <laughs> no, but yeah. So I'm sleeping. She comes into the room. I... I see her take my pants because they're like, I, I'm not wearing them. Mm -hmm. Takes money money out of my wallet, yeah. uh, steals my bike. I notice he pretends he's sleeping. I The son or the, the, the son, son? The son, okay. Yeah, we both kind of pretended because it's right. like, I'm not going to stop his mom. Right, yeah. And he's kind of like, I can't. Yeah, I know, it's like, too much for me. I can't. Yeah. So we woke up the next morning and he goes, dude, I think someone broke in my house. And I was like, yeah, man, all good, right? Like, whatever. Um, I get home. I see my, my mom is this like nurse. Who's like a ER nurse, you know? Uh, I go. She was like, "How was the sleepover?" And I was like, "Expensive." Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Oh, was a, whatever." And she goes, "Just tell him if he ever needs somewhere to sleep, he can always stay here." Like she read it on my face that I had a like a night, right. and she just goes, "If you ever need," and that day forward, we would see him. He'd come over. I'd come home from school when he was sick. He'd be in my house smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee with my mom in like eighth grade. <laughs> But she just knew he's like better here than somewhere else. Right. So he would like hang out with my mom and like mom, his mom ended up dying of AIDS and then his dad got sober, um, uh, got sober and had no idea. I was his best friend till high school. Mm -hmm. His dad had no idea who I was because he was drunk all the entire life. Wow. He had no idea who I was. And I was wow. like, why? But yes, that's the way I had the best toys. And how old were you? So you, you, were you like 13 too when he, when mom went through your, uh, took the money in your pants? Yeah, I want to say I was like maybe even younger, but I guess I don't know ages anymore. I, yeah, you know I what don't, I mean? I, I don't know. I was a kid. I, was, I wasn't but, driving. But the thing is, when you were a kid, you had, you had the, the awareness and this, and the sensitivity and the compassion to go, yeah, man, it's all good to let him tell the story and. 
Right. Yeah. That, so, that's and we pretty knew. cool. It was that thing that we knew. It was like, yeah. yeah, man, we knew. And we don't have to do this. You know, we don't have to talk. You, you're, we're good, buddy. What was it? $7? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what, what, what are we doing? It's yeah. fine. You know? Dad comes home. Another one. Uh, he's hammered. Found a sword in the fucking, in a garbage. Swings it at my head. I ducked. Almost had my okay, head well, cut off. Let, let's back up. <laughs> he found a sword in the garbage? Yeah, you know, he was just dumpster what, diving. some samurais cleaning out the basement? <laughs> it was like a, like a, it was like a, like a replica of like a knight's, okay. of like a knight's sword thing. Was, oh, look, he comes out, he's drunk. He's like, look what I found. He goes, he just look what I found it. over at the Galahad's house. <laughs> yeah, dude. At the Galahad's, yeah. Swings at us, we jump on him, and I'm watching my best friend fight his dad on the ground. Oh my god! Punch like punching him in the face, and we were like, "Dude, we just and we just left, and we would go to diners to like three in the morning, waiting for his oh, dad to sober man. up." He in his I don't know why I'm telling you. I mean, I'm just telling you, but like in his house, there was like we had there was like two liter bottles of Coke that were empty that like you'd pee in because if his dad was too drunk, you didn't want to go downstairs and disturb them and all that shit. So I was straight edge. This is why I didn't do drugs or drink till I was like thirty. You were thirty, yeah, because I was like, oh, this is what happens when you drink. Okay, good. You know what? Fine. Something's either a warning or an example. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was a warning for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And my dad was an alcoholic, but he was like super fun. <laughs> he was yeah, a fun dad drunk. Was a, my dad, my, the way my dad would get drunk is you'd be sleeping. My parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. My dad would come in and be like, how's everyone doing? He'd just play guitar. He'd play Layla as we were like sleeping. And then the next day he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry I was drunk. We got to go to Toys R Us. And we're like, no, you were, who do you think was pouring you the drinks? You were amazing. <laughs> you were an amazing alcoholic. Like we loved him. You know, it was like, he would get, he would get drunk. He'd be great. And then he'd feel bad and he'd take us to Toys R Us. So wow. it was like, yeah, man, no, we're not worried. You know, we're not worried about him but he dad you have another drink do hey joe (laughs) yeah yeah he doesn't have a guitar don't tell him (laughs) yeah so it's great so i was afraid that i that would become me i was like i know i got the gene Mm -hmm. i just won't drink so i didn't drink till i was about no 30 years old and or 27 ish and then i smoked pot when i was like 31 right and then i got into weed real big like maybe five years ago. What's real big? I'm oh, trafficking. I'm like, before they passed the wall, <laughs> before it became legal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, weed is like, I love, I'm a big pot. Right. I'm not a pot head, mm-hmm. but I'm a big pot guy. I call myself a pot guy. What's the difference between a pot guy and a pot head? Pot head has long hair and they smell and their skin is a different okay. color. Right. You know, and they like wear weed clothes. Okay. You know, I don't have pajamas with leaves on them, but I like to have. I like to get high and watch a movie at night and play with my action figures. Let them talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. you know, that's what I like. I enjoy. It's like I'm an adult pot man. Okay. I'm a pot man. Okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah. 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 All right. Good. So, so, but you found a way to, to, to unwind at the end of the day and, and listen to inanimate objects talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. Thank God there's no problem here. <laughs> well, for me, I have ADHD. And so the weed yes. was the first thing that yes. got it okay. under control. Yes. You're absolutely right. And you know what's counterintuitive? Because I have it too. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Yes, I, I love it. it too. Oh, God. There's two guys playing tennis. It's like, ah, ah, yeah, yeah. But you had a doctor on your podcast yeah. about ADHD. It's Ned Hallowell. He's great, Dr. Ned Hallowell. He's that, amazing. Yes, and this is what I wanted to ask you about, because uh, when I watched uh, that episode, he said it's not that we have attention deficit. We we have too much attention on too many things, so it's it's really impulse control. Huh. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention when is he it? said that, but, uh, no, yes. The way it was explained to me is we have superpowers. Mm-hmm. You're just super intense on something. And then, so everything else just goes 
away. Right. I, I, the way I think about it, it's like you don't see the restaurants on the side of the road because you're fucking dry, you know, you're honed in on the highway. Uh-huh. I think. But is that what he, you got from it? Because I, I got what well, I got most comics have it because it's uh, it's it's like a dopamine. Yes, drip. the dope drips. Yeah, yeah. that's so, what my action figures. That's your action figure. So you get you get a dopamine drip listening to two people talking in your mind. I get a dopamine. No, I get a dopamine drip from walking into a CVS or a Dwayne Reed, running to the toy aisle and finding a figure mm. that's like a little bit of a hunt. You know, you you when you grab it, you buy it. So the idea of you finding something because it's just an idea in your head. Yeah, I'm going to go into a drugstore and look for toys. Oh, no, I know what figures okay, most, are coming out. Most, most heroin addicts even know enough to steal from <laughs> Toys R Us. Not you. You're going into a CVS to look for toys. <laughs> toys R Us closed. I was at the hardware store yesterday. I got this boar's head ham sliced so thin. Hmm. I'm just saying, you, you, you're finding gold in a silver mine. Well, you can't go to the, the Toys R Us can't, you know, it closed, but mm. Target, like I'll go into Target. Right. And like, I know what figures are coming out and a little bit of the hunt. You know? Oh, so you're, you're, I mean, I knew you were hardcore because I sat in there. For those of you, I, I encourage you to watch Friday Night, Greg. It looks like, it looks like an action figure store. Yeah. I mean, it's just this toys. I mean, yeah. the, COVID was so rough that that's where I was getting my drip. I was just ordering from Amazon, just getting so many figures. Oh, so that got you through. Yeah. When did, when, now, when did the action figure, comic books and action figures, I'm assuming. Right? Yeah. I was always a comic book guy. Uh, and then I, you know, played with toys when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, I wanted a Spider-Man figure in like 2000 and they just put out this figure called Spider-Man classics. Mm-hmm. It was like a heavily articulated Spider-Man figure that looked good. And they only put four out every six months. Right. So it was a nice little hobby, but then other people got into that hobby. So then they turned this into this thing. Like, and now there's just like, so just so many figures, anything as an adult you want, you can get, if there's a thing you love. Someone's oh, gonna a market make it for it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like you can get it whatever you want now. It's it's not even like old stuff. Like they remaking all the old stuff better. Like the GI Joes, they're all remade, redesigned. I had a die cast Batmobile, like oh. the original Batmobile, the die cast where they fifties. The, the blade came out. It was a fifty five Lincoln Futura, but yeah, I think sixty three is when the series came out. When I was a kid, it was in the seventies. So, and, and the blade came out of the front, and there was the parachute came out. It was this. Die cast. What? I still can't find it. Yeah, look at this. Look at that. I got the evil Knievel no, stunt I cycle. Love this, dude, I, I, it's, I came in here and was like, ah, I almost, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's, we're playing, we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. So, um, so, so comic books really spoke to you. Yeah, I couldn't read because I had such bad ADHD. Mm. So I couldn't read. So my dad would get me comic books because I could look at the pictures. And right. I'd look at the pictures and I'd kind of put it together and I'd read so a So you bit. started telling the stories in your head, filling in the blanks because you couldn't read it. So yeah. those pictures started telling you the stories. So, yep. Is that what you think? I just made that up, but, I but that's exactly what—that's exactly what it was. Oh, okay, good. You know, you know what's br- the nice thing about the two of us talking about it? In the next thirty seconds, we're all going to forget we just had this <laughs> and we'll be on to something else. Yeah, yeah. I would read comic books because the pictures would tell the stories, and that it kind of helped me read better. Also, like just reading the words, I still have a hard time reading. Like mm-hmm. I'm books. dyslexic and ADHD. I'm a mess. Did I tell you this? Oh, sorry, ADHD. I did a podcast talking about ADHD. And talking about some other bullshit, mm. lady messages me. She goes, you don't have that. You have dyslexia. And I said, and then she goes, enjoy your mind. And I went, I don't have dyslexia, you crazy bitch. Right. I call my mom. I go, mom, I'm talking to this lady since I have dyslexia. She goes, yeah, you do. <laughs> and I went, you didn't know? What? And she, I was like, why don't you tell me? She goes, you just had so many things. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's like, oh, well, it's one more, you yeah. know? It's like the ship's already going down. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, that's hysterical. I found out two years ago I had dyslexia and had no idea. I still don't even know the inner workings of how, what kind of dyslexia I have, but it's marked down somewhere. Someone oh, tested wow. me for it. It's there. It's just in the bag. See, I had I had the ADHD, and, and when we were kids, nobody knew what it was. Right. You know, the treatment for ADHD when we were kids was, sit down! <laughs> Yeah, it's that's it. Yes, and and the dyslexia they kind of knew, like they knew what mm-hmm. they they called it a reading disability. That that's what I had. But they, what's yours? Like, how does it explain? Does it to manifest? Me? Yes, my, my mind works too fast for the words. To, so reading isn't. Pl- I have to focus on reading because my mind is going too fast. I'm filling in the blanks, and then, yes. So when that happens, the letters get switched a little bit because I'm not processing. Wow, the eyes aren't. The mind's moving too fast for the for the for the whole process thing to work. So the letters get turned around. Do you do that? That's the way it was explained to me when I was a kid. And I just went, yeah, I gotta get out of here. So much sense. Yeah. But do you do that when you're talking to people? Like, you know where they're going before they finish talking. So you just find yourself being like, get to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have no patience. My wife will tell you, I have no patience. I I, I hurry up. Let's get to it. I know where you're going. I know. Or I think, yeah. That's a big thing with, with AD. That was part of the test. I'm... Stone, I'm diagnosed. It's, yeah. It's no, not I mean, like I think I, I could got diagnose it. you. Yeah. <laughs> You're diagnosed. They're diagnosing me in New York City. Right? Halfway through the test, I couldn't focus. The doctor's like, yeah, I think you got it. <laughs> and one of the things is, do you interrupt people? Because the mind is working. You know, let's get there. Yeah. You know? And you know what? When it really affected me was um, in, in acting. The, the, the good and bad news of it is uh, the meter and the, the meter of the, uh, the pace of the first show I was on, single camera show, was with. Dennis Leary mm-hmm. talks a little quick, the kid, uh-huh. you know, so he's got it too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I fit right into that environment right. because it was bang, 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 two takes we're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to other shows and you have to come way down and they, 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 you know, you have to slow your pace down. Really? So, yeah. And I didn't realize that till I, um, until I got on another show that was, oh, okay. Here's Jackie. Yeah. yeah that was a, say the show. Well, yeah. I, 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 we'll here. see when I get on that show. It was a different thing. <laughs> Basically, on, well, on Rescue Me, I yeah. was I was I was playing my father, yelling at the children, right. you know, because I was I was a chief, and I the, the authority figure I had was my dad. So. The nine eleven episode, by the way, is one of my favorite things. Oh, thank you. Ever, yeah. Uh, sorry, but then Jackie was a different kind of sensibility. But right. but that's when I realized that's when really the uh, the dyslexia came back. Really, because I had to slow down, you know, and, and I'm like, oh, now now I get it. So how do you handle it? Like, how do you just slow down and you can kind of... I Well, I, I meditate, you right, know, um, right. but... but you get high. Gives you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-medicate. <laughs> yeah. Meditate and self-medicate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, but I just, now that I'm aware of it and know what it is and know that I don't have to rush to get there, it was also it was also a way of getting attention. You know, when we were younger comics, mm-hmm. go back and look at your old tape. You're, you're talking a mile a minute. Yes. Because you're not comfortable in the space. That's why I mentioned to you... In your um, one of the things that I that I really enjoy about um, your work is you're a storyteller. Mm-hmm. You tell stories, and you gotta you gotta allow people time to process and enjoy those beats that aren't laugh lines, but they're they're connected to the next beat of the story. Wow! And you do that very well. Oh, I thought you were telling me to do that. I was like, I will. That sounds a great note. Oh, no, oh, no, no, you do that. <laughs> oh, I good. see you give them room to to process and 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 to to relax in the space. One of the things about storytelling is you have to keep attention without getting. I found out keep it keep attention without getting the feedback you think you need to get to the next piece of business. Right. You know. Yes. Yes. Do what you're saying about the thing that was one of the biggest moments for me was I realized so many jokes 
I thought were good were good, but I was just going so fast. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, you're just not letting them process it or think. And it's like, mm-hmm. be in it. Yeah. Be in that moment. And what I love about storytelling is if you're a joke guy, yeah. if they don't laugh at a joke, you, that sucks. That's it. You're done. But if you tell a story, people go, well, at least it's interesting. You yeah. know, at least you have something. At least yeah. something happened there. You know what I mean? He's going somewhere. <laughs> right. So if the punchline, so if like a punchline isn't hitting a story, I can just look to the sky and go, and that's why I did it. You know, like, yeah. you know, and they just think it's like, oh, he's being profound. He's right. that. No, that was supposed to be funny and you just didn't laugh. So now I'll <laughs> stare into the sky for a few minutes and make it look better. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's also, uh, for, for me, I, I suspect you have the same thing. Um, but for me, it's a, my wife pointed this out. It's a trust issue. It's a oh, trust yeah. issue to just be who you are, even though you're performing for people. It's more, it's like my jokes, they come quick and I, I do voices and stuff because that's what makes me laugh. Yeah. But a lot of it is, um, is it's not stagecraft as much as it's the presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you just relax and be, be who you are, that's why the podcast benefited me a great deal because I got to slow down. Right. You know, and that's, and your podcast, you know, we, we were pretty loud, well, <laughs> but we were laughing a lot. I learned a lesson from that, which I didn't realize was I was drinking I thought I needed caffeine mm-hmm. to get myself to be quicker. And what I'm realizing is that the caffeine I was drinking on these, the, the, the podcast was making me go faster than my thoughts. And I'm not listening. And I, when I watch back, I'm like, Greg, you're not paying attention. And right. it's giving you anxiety. So now I'm trying a thing where I'm not doing the caffeine. And I'm just going to trust myself that I'll come up with something funny and be in the moment and accept the silences. Not the silences, but like the being calm. Like, I don't have to go a million miles an hour all the time. And when you came on, and then I had two others after, I just noticed I was going way too fast. Mm. And I like going fast, but I think it's too much. So I'm I'm trying to be off uh, coffee pre-podcasting now, just right. to like... And look, if it, if it takes a hit comedically, like funny-wise, if it's not like, ha-ha, scream, like, then so be it. But at least I can try to be in the moment and try to like let other people think and do shit like that. I, I don't know. Well, with the ADHD that. and with the ADD for me, the the, the caffeine, it, it's counterintuitive because it actually makes you focus a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like they put me on Adderall. Oh yeah, I'm you on know, it. You're on it. Yeah. yeah I went, first of all, 120 bucks a prescription, <laughs> and it's salt based amphetamine. I I went to the doctor. I go, I've had this is speed. I've had this. <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah. It's, it's, I go, 125. I can go to Port Authority get a bag of whites for thirty dollars. Your insurance doesn't cover a bag of whites. <laughs> your, this is, your insurance is covering the f- is junk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I got they put me on Adderall and they give me the doctor put me on thirty milligrams twice a day. Mm. And I, my friend Mike is a doctor and I call him and I'm like, why the fuck was I on Adderall? This is the best. I clean my room. I got my shit done. I'm writing a screenplay. And he's like, are you having a good time? I went, I'm having a fucking blast. And he goes, you're taking too much. You're doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you're just doing drugs. So now I take 10 milligrams once a day and it just allows me to move as opposed to like not pick things up and not do shit. So it, it, it does help me. But Adderall with coffee is now I'm a fucking crankhead. That's right. what, so I had to cut the... Co- I was doing cold brews, too. It's like cold brew and Adderall together is... My heart is going a million miles. It's like, I'm going to die. <laughs> this is how they got Tony Soprano. I got to turn that shit off. I'm, gonna, I'm focused, <laughs> but I'm in trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, so the stimulants... The stimulants and the depressants that, the, that we consume. Yeah. Uh, how does alcohol fit into the picture? Because... Dad, see, that thing, like... Alcohol, my alcoholic family, but I'll drink once a month and I have a blast with two whiskeys and mm-hmm. I'm having a great time. But like never had a alcohol 
problem, and I still don't crave well, it. I think Michael Bolton would beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the first time. That was the first time I ever drank. That was so. I told you I was straight edge. Yes. Right. I was straight edge, and I was dating this girl, Carrie. She was a buyer for Toys R Us, so she would pick the toys that Toys R Us would sell. So this is one of the greatest girlfriends I could have ever had. Oh my god! Yeah. She's like, wait a minute. So she would bring stuff on. And how bring, old were you? How old were you? So she was older than me too. So I was like, I want to say, I don't, I don't know. I was like, I want to say she was like thirty, and I was like twenty-five or something like that. Was her father a giraffe? Her father was a giraffe. So it's a family business. <laughs> I was dating a giraffe. Okay. It's 1997. Uh, so she was a buyer for Toys R Us. So she would pick the toys that they would like help sell. And mm-hmm. uh, she get uh, she'd bring shit home. And anyway, she got a new job. But before she got the new job, she was like, we're doing this thing at the Marriott Hotel in New York. It's a huge fundraiser for children with, uh, you know, it was like Toys R Us is a big thing for kids with cancer. And they like every year they have celebrities. It's a black tie event. You got to wear a tuxedo, all that shit. And she goes, let's go. We're going to go. You come be my date. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, why don't you have a drink? And I was like, no way, I'm straight edge, man. I'm straight as a line that you sniff up your nose. Like I was crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and I was like, never drank, never will. And she was like, how do you know what you're fighting against if you've never even had it? And I'm like, she's like, one drink isn't going to turn you into a maniac. Okay. And I go, all right, well, let's see. So I had, uh, I had, we get there and it was hosted by Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Uh, the New York Giants were there. Um, just a ton of people. Uh, I had one Malibu Bay Breeze. Yeah. I wow. You, you club girl. <laughs> It was delicious, man. Um, I, she, the way I, she tells the story was that she was like, you passed out. Your head was on the table. And she was like, <laughs> how, why, you were how big was the Malibu Bay breeze that your head was on the table? Not big. Not no. bigger. It was so small. I am such a fucking lightweight. <laughs> I am such a little girl. It may have even been the candy sugar that was in it that put me out, but it was like, I'm, so, I'm still a lightweight. It's in some, I was out. All right. And my head's on the table. She goes, that's fine. We have a limo. I'll put him in the car. We'll get home. It'll be fine. Rosie O'Donnell comes on and she goes, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for your musical guest, Michael Bolton. She goes, to which case you sprang to your feet, looked me dead in the eyes and said, I have to do this. (laughs) The way I know this story is because I didn't necessarily, I didn't really remember it. I woke up in her house the next morning and she had photos that she just had developed. So she, she woke up, went to CVS, had them developed came back and is looking at me and she goes, what do you remember about last night? And I said, something about Cabbage Patch Kids. She went, yes, every table got one limited edition Cabbage Patch Kid. You have six. <laughs> and I was like, what else? And then she goes, what do you know about Michael Bolton? And I went, I don't know anything about Michael Bolton. That guy sucks. Fuck, him, fuck him. Oh, I know. I don't know him. And she okay. goes, you're a liar. You know every song he sings. You know every word to every song. And I... I'm like, what? And she starts showing me pictures. And I go, what happened? <laughs> and she goes, your head was on the table. You were passed out. Rosie O'Donnell brought him up. You sprung to your feet. You went, I have to do this. You ran past the New York Giants. Just like <laughs> like an eel through fucking seaweed. You just got through their defense. Yeah. I was like, going to say that, that the front line wasn't that much. <laughs> yeah, they weren't good. Mm. She goes, you jump on stage. You started singing. And she goes, no one gave a shit about Michael Bolton. Because this mm. is the time before, like, he was doing funny stuff. She was like, he was there. He's singing on, like, a rug. No one gave a fuck. She was like, except you. You sprang. You started every word to when a man loves a woman. You guys are jamming. And he's loving it. He's like, hell fucking yeah. Like, he's playing. Like, you know, you do a bad corporate gig yeah. and it just sucks. Yeah. 
I knew every song, so he was like, fuck it. So we're just going cheek to cheek. We're playing. <laughs> she said at one point, he's playing guitar. I was hugging, giving him a reach around on the guitar, strumming his things. He's like, hell yeah, having a good time. I got the crowd up. Now people are going. She was like, it, I was like, why didn't you stop me? She was like, we wouldn't. It was amazing. People fucking loved it. She goes, then she shows me the last picture, and it's Michael Bolton, and he's looking at me like, huh? And I go, what happened here? She goes, oh, this is when you grab the microphone out of his hand, oh. <laughs> looked at him, and then looked at the crowd and went, rock me hard and fast, Rod Stewart, <laughs> and called Michael Bolton <laughs> Rod Stewart to his face. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And then she just goes, yeah, so I guess this is why you didn't drink. <laughs> oh, God. This is the animal you became. And then I didn't drink for another two, like, another two years. And then I came back and I was like, oh yeah, this is a fucking the best thing in the world. I'm like a fun drunk. My dad, take right. it from my dad. Right. Sweet, fun drunk. It's just like a party man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like saving it up for 30 years. And then it just happened. But yeah, it was great. I have these pictures. I have these pictures on my Facebook. I just put them up. Like people always think it's bullshit. And I go, no, nah, this is like, this is what happened. I sang with Michael Bolton. He had a great time. Also, it should be noted, mm. call him Rod Stewart. She said, we did four more songs. He didn't even give a shit. He was just having a great time. He's just a great guy. He was playing. We all had a good time. We left. He was like, cool. I think he signed something, and that was it. Did you ask him to do Maggie May? Uh, he did Maggie May. <laughs> you gotta ask him. He knows what to do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> they know the bits. He thinks you're Rod Stewart. Send a Rod Stewart song before he hurts you. Right, no, well, I, I need the pictures. I gotta post the pictures. Yeah, the I'll send them to you. Uh, yeah, you yeah, send me the great. pictures, because I need the pictures. That is amazing. So you had that that incident on stage. That happened, right? Okay, that and, was big. So, and it was two years after you drank. After that, then I yeah. The next time I drank, I was in a hot tub with my friend Horse, and uh, he got okay, me. Let's a back up. <laughs> is his first name Hung Laika? See, let me tell you about the horse. This is what's great about him. The horse, um, his nickname really worked out for him because mm -hmm. all the women just go gotta be a big dick right no he had some big ass teeth growing up and then oh. he got braces fixed the teeth now his teeth are fine and everyone just thinks he's a big dick no we call him the horse because we were mean children right. who just called him a ah, horse face this fucking horse and his older brother they used to call him blubber bear because mm -hmm. he was we were just mean kids on yeah. the stoop just being really mean to each other and like both of them are just like my two best friends and uh you know we we were just mean yeah but he his nickname worked out for him. okay yeah yeah right. yeah everyone had a name you know, could I hit you one? I don't want to just keep going. I don't know what go, to baby, go. Can I hit you another one. Uh, bus, school ride. We, I was, we were doing a snowboarding trip in high school, mm -hmm. and there wasn't a lot of people in our school. It was a poor school, so we didn't have a lot of people in a ski trip. Uh, I'm. They sit me next to this bigger girl, and she, you have to know she's bigger for the story. Right. She was very, like, sweet. Mm -hmm. um, we were having a good time, and then hers. So it was the another school. We, we were switched to schools, so mm -hmm. I didn't know the people I was with. It was right. all the people, whatever. The only people I know is this kid, Taco. He's one of my best friends now. He's a physics teacher now, about 100 pounds, uh, you know, back then. So he's a huge nerd, mm -hmm. and he's always in the front of the bus. Um, I'm sitting next to this girl, and they do the classic move. They start hitting her with spitballs, mm. and I look over, and she's. I just see her like starting to cry a little bit, Yeah. and I stand up, and I go, uh, all right, who's being the dick? Right. I'm like, it's go time. Right. Look at you. This dude stands up. He must have been six foot seven. I don't think he had a shirt on in my imagination. You know how your story just he's glistening. He's ripped. You know, he's just he's got an axe with him. Like, I don't know. The story is, you know, he's wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> right. And I go, ah, fuck. Right. I'm done. And all his friends are around. Right. 
And he goes, yeah, I'm being the dick. And what are you going to do about it? Mm. So I ha- I'm holding on to the two side railings in the middle of the bus, you know, like the, the bus thing. He moves at me. I lift myself up, kick him with both legs. As I kick him with both legs, he grabs my pants, right. pulls them off of my body. <laughs> <laughs> he rips my pants off. I'm now on the ground just protecting my dick because right. it's like, well, now we're this. He throws my pants, Jenko jeans. They went right off. They right. were huge bottoms. Uh, the Jenko jeans, the studded belt, the whole my the whole thing, he throws them right out the window. Oh. So now I have no pants. He's on top of me trying to punch me, but I'm kind of moving enough. But mm. then... He got, I'm like fully down and I see that fist and I'm like, I am dead. I hear, not today, motherfucker. Right. Taco from the front, nerd, like a flying squirrel, <laughs> jumps <laughs> over like three things. He starts wrestling this guy to any avail. The teachers come, they break it up. My pants are gone. Right. They move Taco. I sit down next to the girl and she goes, thank you for doing that. She takes her hoodie off. And I put it on his pants because ah. that's how big she was, which was nice. And then we, we made, I made out with her. We made out because it was like, this is too romantic. We'll just make out. And we made out on the bus as I wore two hoodies. I wore a hoodie on the top and a hoodie on the bottom. And then I bought pants when we got to the mountain. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that was a lot of fun. And the podcast yeah. is called Friday Night, Greg. I had such a good time when I was on it. I, I apologize. I, I didn't hear the action figures talk, but I'm... <laughs> I'm glad you can. Yeah, thanks. It's good to see you, man. No, thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah? Yeah. Well, thank you for doing it, my friend. Best to you in the family. Oh, thank you too, man. The ADD interview was brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com. You know you go there for all your CBD needs. Now, let's say you're not a drinker, but you decided to have one Malibu Bay Breeze at a function where Rosie O'Donnell introduces Michael Bolton. The next day, your date explains to you what happened. You sprang to your feet, looked me dead in the eyes and said, I have to do this. This could cause you a little anxiety. So why don't you do what I do? Take one of the gummies they have at cruiseintowellness.com. They also have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products, and you get 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. Ah, you know you do. 20% off anything they have at cruiseintowellness.com. Go! Feel better. My name is Greg Stone, and that was 30 Minutes. I'll never get back. I enjoyed laughing with Greg, and you see what I mean? Things are not what they seem. In Greg's world, mm-hmm. Michael Bolton is Rod Stewart. How funny was that story? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I don't drink. I'll try tonight. I have to do this. All right. <laughs> Maybe you were right the first time by not drinking. I, well, I'm perplexed about that situation because he had such a great time. Yeah. But, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, I'm kind of that way, too, when I drink. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> In fact, someone said to me, wow, you're so much more fun drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was, I'm like, should I take that as an offensive comment? Like I'm not any fun unless I am drunk. Well, were you drunk at the time going, I'll show you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I have to say, I won't mention any names, but yeah. it was from a person who was slightly jealous, a it, little jealous. It was a Phil? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> It was someone who kind of always gave me attitude, right. so it was her way of kind of giving me a little smack, right? You know, like, oh, you're so much more fun when you're you're drunk, ah. kind of thing. She's probably going through your purse, <laughs> maybe. But I I do have that kind of I kind of let go, 
Yeah. You know, uh, which I maybe don't like, so that's why I don't drink. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You know who I thought the coolest person in that story was? The girlfriend. She like, How cool was she? She was like, and this is a work function. Rosie O'Donnell's a whole work thing. She goes home and goes, all right, what do you remember? I got the pictures. Let's start at the beginning. Well, let me bring this up. Mm. If it would have went bad, yeah. you know that they would have broken up. Mm-hmm. It would have been a horrible scene. It went yes. well. No. Yeah. And so while I want to give full credit to the girlfriend for being a, like exceptionally cool, I think I have to give the first place ribbon for coolest of the night to Michael Bolton. This guy comes yeah, up, that's randomly, starts singing, calls from Rod Stewart, and Michael Bolton not only rolls with it, he starts singing Maggie Mae. I mean, <laughs> come on. That I have so much more love and respect for Michael Bolton now. I think that's just a phenomenal story. And I'm embarrassed as somebody that's drank most of my life and right. been sort of an outrageous drunk, never done anything that wild and fun. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. One drink and he confused Rod Stewart with Michael Bolton. That's <laughs> that's a bit. I mean, he, I, I he's tall. See, I could see Michael Bolton, Kenny G. I could see that. Maybe. Sure. Right. If you squint. Yeah. yeah, if you squint. You know, when are you going to play the horn? It's not him. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that was all off of one Malibu rum drink? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I get that way off of like foo-foo drinks. Foo-foo drinks? Yeah, like I went to Hawaii Never go to Hawaii. First thing you do, have a blue Hawaiian because they serve it to you like in a fishbowl. Mm-hmm. And you're like having fun, drinking it. And then you stand up and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here comes the fun. <laughs> Here comes the wave. Mm-hmm. And things aren't what they seemed at the house with the kid. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, you know, as we went into the interview, I mean, you think that kid's got the coolest situation ever, like the perfect life. He's got all the great toys. Mm. And then you find out it's like the saddest, most scariest home life I could possibly imagine. I mean, that's horrifying. I mean, wow. It, it just and the yeah, coolest never... thing I thought that Greg did after after the mother was rifling through the pants to get cash for dope. Someone broke into the house and took it. And he went, yeah, that's what happened. Yes. He had yeah. his back. I was like, yeah, you know, that's a compassionate guy. At 13 years old, he's doing that. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. yeah. To have that sort of like moral compass to say, yes, this is, let me, let me go with this. Cause otherwise it's, I don't need to embarrass this kid. You yeah. Know? But don't you always kind of think um, sometimes it's, a, the grass is always greener or people sure. think the grass is always greener on the sure. other side. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, mm, I kind of like it here. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like it here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, until you go. That's what I'm hoping happens with the possums. Hey, there's no mice. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the grass was greener. Yeah. Come on, let's go over there. Everybody seems to be over there. And have yeah. Go back. That's hilarious. Yeah. But it was, It was. He's got, he has that. I really enjoyed um, uh, spending time with him. I did his podcast, the Friday Night Greg podcast. And th- that's where I, I asked him about, the, about his action figures. And like, you know, they talk to each other and he can hear them. I'm like, all right, is there a way out? <laughs> well, yeah, you're funny um, when you guys were talking about that. And mm. I was thinking, how come Adam doesn't name his voices in his head? Because they're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I talk to myself. My wife catches me talking to myself and, and she'll like yell from upstairs. Like, you're talking to yourself. I know. OK, so when you don't know, we got a problem. See, yeah. At least you have Alex around to, like, keep you on the rails with that. Right. You know how many times I'm out walking? The streets, the streets of D.C., and I'm having a full-blown conversation, and then somebody just looks at me, and I'm like, I'm on the phone. So, yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm I on the phone. all the time. I'm on the phone. <laughs> I do that all the time. 
Excuse me, sir. I just point to my headphones. Sometimes I'm wearing <laughs> headphones. I just point to my ear. I have an implant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm totally insane. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but that. Uh, but but he had the awareness of uh, of of being being able to. That's how he opened up his creativity. And we both have ADD. He actually had the doctor on his podcast, and when he said it's like a superpower, because it kind of makes sense when you have ADD. At least my experience has been like you hyper focus on this. And then you see something else and you hyper-focus on that. So it's kind of like impulse control. It's not that you don't have awareness or uh, attention. You just have too much of it. Yeah, honey. Well, I liked the fact that he, for example, to kind of combat that, Mm -hmm. he doesn't drink before the podcast because he wants to stay in the moment. He doesn't drink coffee. Yeah, sorry. He doesn't drink coffee. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he's Kennedy drunk when he's doing his podcast. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, All I'm making that up. He doesn't drink coffee, which is a stimulant, Mm -hmm. which helps, right? Yeah, for when they look, Adderall works. <laughs> it's speed, but it works. Yeah. Uh huh. For if you're if you truly have this condition, mm-hmm. but the fact that he lays off the coffee because he wants to stay more in the moment, right? I, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, Mark. I just want to circle back to you. You know, referencing it as a superpower. Listen, I love you. No matter how hard you try, you're not going to be Spider Man. Okay, I know you want to get there right. with your own superpowers. I you're do. Not gonna get he there. does. I do. <laughs> I'd want to fly. Spider-Man doesn't fly. <laughs> well, he does Maybe. with webs. But yeah, yeah, but he doesn't fly fly. I think I'd want to fly. Just you just, fly. just, just to save on airfare and not to take my shoes off. <laughs> so I should cancel all the Amazon Spider-Mans I bought you? Yeah. <laughs> I want Greg to have a superpower, too. You know what, I want? You know what superpower I want Greg to have? Hmm. What's that? A belt. <laughs> I never want his pants to be pulled off of him on a school bus. Well, he did have a belt, but it was a kind of a... Funky belt, right? Uh, that that story was. I, I love that story for two reasons. One, I love the fact he stood up for the for the for the girl sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was good. Yes, again, at Fearless. a very young age, mm-hmm. showing himself to be an outstanding human being. Mm-hmm. I will not let this stand. Who has committed this act? Mm-hmm. I will bring retribution on you, sir. Yes. Right. Stood up, grabbed the rails of the bus, superhero kick. <laughs> Guess what? Pants come off. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> when he said he grabbed the rails, I thought, oh, this is going to be like this triumphant moment where he slays the bully. Mm-hmm. No, the bully pulls his pants off and throws him out the window. That's <laughs> it. Hey, that's the move. Yeah. <laughs> so he's standing there, pants off, on the bus, being humiliated. And what happens because of the good karma he created and, and the friend circle he kept close? Taco to the rescue. <laughs> Taco, not today, MFR. Yeah, not today, motherfucker. That was that was the best part of the story for me. He comes off the top rope, Taco. I I think the other guy would have been like more helpful in a fight. The horse face. <laughs> horse face. His friends do seem to have the coolest nicknames ever. Taco, horse. Mm-hmm. That that was like straight out of a movie. Taco coming off the top rope. The name Taco. <laughs> that's just so great. I love. I love seeing people be great when they're young because mm-hmm. like, it just shows you so much about the character before we get warped by the universe, as we all inevitably do as we get older. I, I, I love to see that those pure motions and actions of young kids. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you at the beginning of your intro to Greg said he was doing crowd work and a woman said that her father. Oh, yeah. Murdered her mother. Yeah, he's, what, he, he, he's at the cellar. Right? He's working a crowd. And uh, he's like, you know, I got a screwed up family. Anybody else? <laughs> and this is this. I actually pulled the bit. This is what the lady said. What's your fucked up family? Super uh, crazy. Were they crazy? Are they religious? Are they right wing, left wing? Just nutcases? I, I feel like it's too heavy for a comedy show. Oh, OK. It might be. But you have piqued my interest. 
give me a taste. Give me a taste. Give me a taste. I'll, I'll make it funny no matter what it is. Oh. <sighs> we'll see. Okay. So she warned him. Yeah, she did. And she oh, yeah. did like, I don't know how to frame this. Like, there's a right way to frame this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And here's what, here's what happened after that. I did not see that coming. I'm going to be I mean, you said that. I was like, what could it be? A fucking murder? I did not see that coming. Probably like, okay, whoa, that joke almost went. <laughs> I was, are you are you over it? Is it a long time ago? Uh, like two years ago. <laughs> Getting worse. She's not over it. Now this is called digging a hole. <laughs> Dig yourself in a hole. What could it be? It was a murder. How can I get out? Maybe talk about how her dad was okay. <laughs> well, that was uh. He starts singing, and Red, the, the keyboard player, starts playing along. Like, Look, I'll try and help you, but. <laughs> Well, in a good sense, maybe this was good therapy for her. Mm. Well, you know, I, I get think, it out. I think that the fact that he just he just played the moment of I got nothing. I'm yeah. sorry, lady. You win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's tap dancing around it. You know, yeah. and he's getting laughs in that awkward moment. I yeah. would give him full credit for that. Yep. And and he and he was sympathetic to her feelings. So that's something that he has in him uh, that that we proved that that he proved to us as a child. Yes. And things are not always what they seem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you think no. your family's messed up. <laughs> yeah. But I really enjoyed talking to Greg. Uh, I, I highly recommend you check out his uh, podcast, Friday Night Greg, which I was the first guest on. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, follow him on all social media. And, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Uh, the show's growing. Yes, it is. It's all because of you. If you get a chance to leave us a review, then you know that that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. And always remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. You know what it turned out to be? What's that? A possum. A possum. A possum? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or an opossum. I don't know. Maybe I, I think ours is Irish. It's an opossum. Opossum. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, it's in the backyard getting drunk and fighting with its brothers. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.